Section seven of the History of Mary Prince by Mary Prince. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Supplement to the History of Mary Prince, Part three. My first evidence is Mr. Joseph Phillips of Antigua. Having submitted to his inspection Mr. Wood's letter and Mary Prince's narrative, and requested his candid and deliberate sentiments in regard to the actual facts of the case, I have been favoured with the following letter from him on the subject. London, January 18th, 1831 Dear Sir, In giving you my opinion of Mary Prince's narrative, and of Mr. Wood's letter respecting her, addressed to Mr. Taylor, I shall first mention my opportunities of forming a proper estimate of the conduct and character of both parties i have known mr wood since his first arrival in antigua in eighteen hundred and three he was then a poor young man who had been brought up as a ship carpenter in bermuda he was afterwards raised to be a clerk in the commissariat department and realized sufficient capital to commence business as a merchant this last profession he has followed successfully for a good many years and is understood to have accumulated very considerable wealth after he entered into trade I had constant intercourse with him in the way of business, and in 1824 and 1825 I was regularly employed on his premises as his clerk. Consequently, I had opportunities of seeing a good deal of his character both as a merchant and as a master of slaves. The former topic I shall pass over as irrelevant to the present subject. In reference to the latter, I shall merely observe that he was not, in regard to ordinary matters, more severe than the ordinary run of slave-owners. But, if seriously offended, he was not of a disposition to be easily appeased, and would spare no cost or sacrifice to gratify his vindictive feelings. As regards the exaction of work from domestic slaves, his wife was probably more severe than himself. It was almost impossible for the slaves ever to give her entire satisfaction. Of their slave Molly, or Mary, I know less than of Mr. and Mrs. Wood, but I saw and heard enough of her, both while I was constantly employed on Mr. Wood's premises, and while I was there occasionally on business, to be quite certain that she was viewed by her owners as their most respectable and trustworthy female slave. It is within my personal knowledge that she had usually the charge of the house in their absence, was entrusted with the keys, etc., and was always considered by the neighbours and visitors as their confidential household servant, and as a person in whose integrity they placed unlimited confidence, although when Mrs. Wood was at home she was no doubt kept pretty closely at washing and other hard work. A decided proof of the estimation in which she was held by her owners exists in the fact that Mr. Wood uniformly refused to part with her, whereas he sold five other slaves while she was with them, indeed she always appeared to me to be a slave of superior intelligence and respectability and i always understood such to be her general character in the place as to what mr wood alleges about her being frequently before the police etc i can only say i never heard of the circumstance before and as i lived for twenty years in the same small town and in the vicinity of their residence i think i could scarcely have failed to become acquainted with it had such been the fact. She might, however, have been occasionally before the magistrate in consequence of little disputes among the slaves, without any serious imputation on her general respectability. 
she says she was twice summoned to appear as a witness on such occasions and that she was once sent by her mistress to be confined in the cage and was afterwards flogged by her desire this cruel practice is very common in antigua and in my opinion is but little creditable to the slave-owners and magistrates by whom such arbitrary punishments are inflicted frequently for very trifling faults mr james scotland is the only magistrate in the colony who invariably refuses to sanction this reprehensible practice of the immoral conduct ascribed to molly by mr wood i can say nothing further than this that i have heard she had at a former period previous to her marriage a connection with a white person a captain which i have no doubt was broken off when she became seriously impressed with religion but at any rate such connections are so common i might almost say universal in our slave colonies that except by the missionaries and a few serious persons they are considered if faults at all so very venial as scarcely to deserve the name of immorality mr wood knows this colonial estimate of such connections as well as i do and however false such an estimate must be allowed to be especially when applied to their own conduct by persons of education pretending to adhere to the pure christian rule of morals yet when he ascribes to a negro slave to whom legal marriage was denied such great criminality for laxity of this sort and professes to be so exceedingly shocked and amazed at the tale he himself relates he must i am confident have had a farther object in view than the information of mr taylor or sir patrick ross he must it is evident have been aware that his letter would be sent to mr allen and accordingly adapted it as more important documents from the colonies are often adapted for effect in england the tale of the slave molly's immoralities be assured was not intended for antigua so much as for stoke newington and peckham and aldermanbury in regard to mary's narrative generally although i cannot speak to the accuracy of the details except in a few recent particulars i can with safety declare that i see no reason to question the truth of a single fact stated by her or even to suspect her in any instance of intentional exaggeration it bears in my judgment the genuine stamp of truth and nature such is my unhesitating opinion after a residence of twenty-seven years in the west indies to t pringle esq i remain etc joseph phillips p s as mr wood refers to the evidence of dr t cool in opposition to mary's assertions it may be proper to enable you justly to estimate the worth of that person's evidence in cases connected with the condition and treatment of slaves you are aware that in eighteen hundred and twenty nine mr mcqueen of glasgow in noticing a report of the ladies society of birmingham for the relief of british negro slaves asserted with his characteristic audacity that the statement which it contained respecting distressed and deserted slaves in antigua was an abominable falsehood not contented with this and with insinuating that i as agent of the society in the distribution of their charity in antigua had fraudulently duped them out of their money by a fabricated tale of distress mr mcqueen proceeded to libel me in the most opprobrious terms as 
a man of the most worthless and abandoned character now i know from good authority that it was upon dr cool's information that mr mcqueen founded this impudent contradiction of notorious facts and this audacious libel of my personal character from this single circumstance you may judge of the value of his evidence in the case of mary prince i can furnish further information respecting dr cool's colonial proceedings both private and judicial should circumstances require it j p i leave the preceding letter to be candidly weighed by the reader in opposition to the inculpatory allegations of mr wood merely remarking that mr wood will find it somewhat difficult to impugn the evidence of mr phillips whose upright unimpeached and unexceptionable character he has himself vouched for in unqualified terms by affixing his signature to the testimonial published in the weekly register of antigua in eighteen hundred and twenty five the next testimony in mary's behalf is that of mrs forsyth a lady in whose service she spent the summer of eighteen hundred and twenty nine see page twenty one this lady on leaving london to join her husband voluntarily presented mary with a certificate which though it relates only to a recent and short period of her history is a strong corroboration of the habitual respectability of her character it is in the following terms mrs forsyth states that the bearer of this paper mary james has been with her for the last six months that she has found her an excellent character being honest industrious and sober and that she parts with her on no other account than this that being obliged to travel with her husband who has lately come from abroad in bad health she has no farther need of a servant any person wishing to engage her can have her character in full from miss robson four keppel street russell square whom mrs forsyth has requested to furnish particulars to any one desiring them four keppel street twenty eighth of september eighteen hundred and twenty nine in the last place i add my own testimony in behalf of this negro woman independently of the scrutiny which as secretary of the anti-slavery society i made into her case when she first applied for assistance at eighteen aldermanbury and the watchful eye i kept upon her conduct for the ensuing twelve months while she was the occasional pensioner of the society i have now had the opportunity of closely observing her conduct for fourteen months in the situation of a domestic servant in my own family and the following is the deliberate opinion of mary's character formed not only by myself but also by my wife and sister-in-law after the sample period of observation we have found her perfectly honest and trustworthy in all respects so that we have no hesitation in leaving everything in the house at her disposal she had the entire charge of the house during our absence in scotland for three months last autumn and conducted herself in that charge with the utmost discretion and fidelity she is not it is true a very expert housemaid nor capable of much hard work for her constitution appears to be a good deal broken but she is careful industrious and anxious to do her duty and to give satisfaction she is capable of strong attachments and feels deep though unobtrusive gratitude for real kindness shown her 
she possesses considerable natural sense and has much quickness of observation and discrimination of character she is remarkable for decency and propriety of conduct and her delicacy even in trifling minutiae has been a trait of special remark by the females of my family this trait which is obviously quite unaffected would be a most inexplicable anomaly if her former habits had been so indecent and depraved as mr wood alleges her chief faults so far as we have discovered them are a somewhat violent and hasty temper and a considerable share of natural pride and self-importance but these defects have been but rarely and transiently manifested and have scarcely occasioned an hour's uneasiness at any time in our household her religious knowledge notwithstanding the pious care of her moravian instructors in antigua is still but very limited and her views of christianity indistinct but her profession whatever it may have of imperfection i am convinced has nothing of insincerity in short we consider her on the whole as respectable and well-behaved a person in her station as any domestic white or black and we have had ample experience of both colours that we have ever had in our service End of section 7